inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook. A show about accessibility. Advocacy. And equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. On Radio Western. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> this is Outlook on 94.9 CHRW Radio Western, and it's the start of another week. Um, I thought I would just start by, you know, acknowledging, I don't know, Bri, if you've been hearing about this, but the that plane crash that happened there last week. It was in, it was in Iran. It was a... Yeah, I did. I did hear about that. Um, but yeah, there was... So there were several students from Western here, I think four students from Western, but several students um, from universities all across Canada, obviously, um, Victoria, all the way up to Victoria, BC, and in, in Alberta there, and I think there was some in McMaster, or was it some of these universities in Ontario here that that lost their lives and that thing, so I just thought we should, uh, there were some memorials going on on campus, I, I read uh, to the Western Gazette there. So, yeah, no, that's that's very sad news, and yeah, I didn't mean to spring that on you. Mention it, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did hear about that. Starting the show on that, just because I thought, you know, no, being that um, Western hosts us to do the show, I, I wanted to acknowledge that. But but anyway, onward with another week, and um, getting into the swing of things for the new year and for January. I don't know how you're feeling about that. Yeah, it's crazy. This month is already flying by. We're almost halfway through January here. Today is the uh, 13th, so... For some reason, it flies by, yet it still feels... January still feels long to me, an extra long month. I don't know why. Yeah, it's just coming in off off the holidays and the end of the year where things there's a lot happening and stuff, and then it kind of goes back to reality where it's sort of not a, not as much going on, maybe, or well, I guess there's still a lot going on, but it's back to back to life, so... Any going on? Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. Uh, do you hear? Do you hear sound out of both headphones for you over there? Um, it might be my my headphones here, but uh, sometimes mine do that same thing where I only hear out of the one ear. It's just you have to fiddle with the cord. Yeah. Well, today I only have it out of one ear. I'm hoping that's not how it's broadcasting over the air. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Well, you're you know you're all about sound, obviously, which is why we like radio here and like when it can be a full sound experience. Um, so for Outlook for 2020, uh, I have a lot of ideas for the show this coming year. Uh, as we've said um, recently, we had a, a good year last year, some media coverage of Outlook and, uh, you know, some guests guests for interviews and, and we got some of that coming up. Um, I hope to have a, uh, we hope to have an interview with a, um, I think he's a a law student or about to be, become a lawyer. Um, he's had some issues with his guide dog certification, and and he's more of an expert on, the, on you know those sort of issues than you and I are. So that'll be good to get him in there, since uh, he can talk about these things that uh, you and I like to bring up on the show. They're important, but we don't always feel also qualified to talk about them. Yeah, it's only there's only so much about that kind of stuff you can get into. 
you can talk about different different lawsuits and things that might be happening, but you can't say too much about it, especially when you don't when you were not experts on the law like like this future guest is. So, looking forward to that in February, in mid February. Uh, hoping to have him on, and I think I think our goal this year we we did really well last year with guests, but we want to continue that in 2020. So mm-hmm. hopefully have a, have more guests. And if if anyone's listening who is either blind and wants to talk about you know whatever it may be disability related, or if there's anyone who's sighted who knows someone with a disability or works with someone or any any sort of relation to that, um, feel free to drop us an email at outlook on radio western at gmail dot com, and we'd love to have. Um, have a guest on, and if this time doesn't work for anyone, um, we can always do a pre-record as well. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, and you're actually um, going away in about a week, right? Yeah, I'll be away for a few weeks. So we're gonna hoping to do a couple pre-records for that for that period, at least one, if not two, and then we may play a repeat. Um, there'll be three three shows that I'm gone for. Um, I have actually been showing Carrie the the board here a little bit. <laughs> um, anyone who's listened before may have remembered that I graduated music industry arts in London here at Fanshawe um, back in 2017. And so I've had quite a bit of experience using the console and um, mixing boards and all of that stuff, whereas Carrie hasn't. So I, I have the last couple of weeks when we've been on the air, there's been nobody on after us. So after we're done, I've been showing Carrie the board. And for me, and being blind, it's it all has to do with memory and remembering what's in what channel. Um, so... You know, for example, the the mic that I'm on is in this channel here, and the mic that carries on is is uh, seven channels, channel number seven. So you have to count seven over. Um, just things like that. So I've been showing her that just in case in the future, if I'm not around and she, uh, at, for a certain show and she wants to come in and do one, it'd be good for her to have that experience. So we may we may do a show like that um, next week before I leave, just uh, where Carrie's working the board, and I'll be sitting right beside her, and I can coach her a bit. And that that might also give the listeners a bit of an idea about how. Not being able to see, I'm still able to operate operate the board here and um, and make things work. So, yeah, we'll try and get in a little earlier than we did today um, to get sort of situated for that. But um, I think you know the microphones. Anybody who is listening who doesn't know really much about this sort of stuff or has never been in the studio here, um, the microphones sort of can be maneuvered so that I think we could probably both sit back where Brian is. Yeah, because um, I'm sitting right by the board right now, mm-hmm. and Carrie's sitting um, on the Across other side of this. The there's a, there's yeah. a desk table in here. You hear me but tapping, yeah, so. It really is, you know, it's like when Brian showed me his iPhone for the first time when he got it back in t- 2011. You know, he showed to me, and he showed me, you know, here's all these apps, and you just, you know, double tap to open an app, and here's how you type to send a text. Because before, you know, at that point, I'd, I wasn't texting like a lot of the rest of the world was um but uh so it seemed overwhelming to me when he showed it to me then it was like wow how do you i mean i already knew my you know i knew you know how to type properly with home row and all those things so i knew where le- all the letters were but it's a different little size keyboard compared to the like computer keyboards i'm used to so it took work for me to l- learn how to do that and so at the time it was like wow i'll never be able to do this like you do it um so it's the same thing with the board <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it's again, it's it's a lot all at once. So I kind of, when I showed Carrie the the console here, I gave her a, a very uh, in depth overview of all the different things she would need, um, all the different mics to to turn on, so we can talk on the air, and then queuing a channel so that you can put it in a mode where it doesn't go on on the air, and you can queue up the next 
the next record if you're doing a music show, or in our case, you can queue up our theme from an f- iPhone. Um, so just and hitting the promos from on the board. So just showing her all that stuff, it can be a little overwhelming at first, but the more you do it, it it becomes um, it becomes memory, and you you do you do fall into it. And you know, there's a lot of the, the uh, well, I don't know, I don't want to say how many, but there's a good majority of people here who do shows who aren't you know, don't have necessarily, necessarily have schooling in these, in this stuff and can still use it because it isn't, it isn't that difficult once, once you know what's what and what you have to do, but it's like anything. It takes, it takes a bit of practice. So you've been using, you've been using sound boards for years, but even me, when I started on, on this station, every board is slightly different, even though they all do the same things. So even for me, the first, however many, 20, 30 shows or whatever, I was, took me a while to still get used to this board and make sure I, when I played music, if there was nothing coming out, I'd know, oh, there's an on button. I, I have to press the on button for the channel. And, and then, oh, there we go. Troubleshooting? Yeah, you have to do a lot of troubleshooting, and especially if you're blind, because if you can see, you might be able to look down at a channel and be like, oh, that channel's not on. But if you can't see, the only way to find out is to just press the on button. So, Yeah, um, I mean, there's lights often on boards to tell you if something's on or off. And Yeah, there's various various techniques. Um, it's the same with the, the fader, the level on the faders for our voices. If I notice... I can't see the level like someone else might, but if I notice that Carrie sounds quieter than me through my headphones, I'll turn her 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 um, gain up a bit. Um, so things like that that you do by feel and by listening and by troubleshooting when you when you aren't able to see. So be an interesting show to do next week. We're still going to have some topics. We're not going to focus the whole show on that, but it will be a little bit of describing what uh, what we do and techniques that we would use to be able to host a show here, not being able to see. Yeah, so we'll see how that turns out next Monday. Um, it might be an interesting show, to say the least, but uh, try and stay on air. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll make sure yeah. we're still doing the show. Yeah, because the question is, will I do a show on my own when Brian's gone for three weeks? Um, I did one show on my own in 2019, but I had the program director here sitting in with me. And that's a, that's a big part of it, too. When I started here, I did have the, the program director at the time sitting in with me the first couple shows, um, he'd come in and out, but he would he would watch me, especially when I started out. You know, just to to if I was having an issue, he he didn't want to jump in right away. He was really good because he didn't jump in right away any time. Be like, oh, do you have to do this or that? He kind of let me make the mistakes and figure them out. And I'm gonna do the same for Carrie. I'm not gonna I'm not necessarily gonna rush right away mm-hmm. every second, or else you're never gonna learn that way, right? That's why you I'm have saying to- that something could, you know, we could lose. You know, something can happen and it might take a minute for you to show me what to do to correct it instead of just jumping in and you correcting it yourself. And that's that's an important part for, for anything with someone who's blind and traveling and anything that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, the big thing with traveling as well is when... When you're doing, when you're working on something, obviously, if you have a, an instructor with you, they're gonna they're gonna speak up if you aren't if you aren't lined up properly and you're about to cross the intersection. They might come in and say, "Oh, like focus on your alignment a bit more. Make sure you're ready to cross. That you're going to be in a straight line. Things like that." But at the same time, they don't want to jump in right away because you also have to figure things out. And I've done a lot of that myself, living independently and living in Toronto for a period when I used to, and where I did do a lot of independent travel on my own and. You know, you you troubleshoot, and if you make a wrong turn, then you could tell, oh, this this doesn't feel right. I've I've traveled this route before, and the street feels different. So then you know to <laughs> backtrack and and. Uh, There's nothing coming out of that um, speaker, or, or you know, the street's not what I remember it to be. There's you know, there are signs you can tell when you're not something's not going right. So yeah, it's you trusting have to be able to trusting your instincts and having a feel for things, and yeah, not to. If you, if you feel something's off, it's it's worth taking a moment and trying to figure out what it might be instead of just being like, oh, maybe I'm just 
maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everything's fine. And know, I have generally. a bad habit of panicking in the moment, and that doesn't help at all. Of course, I, I know that afterward. Obviously, it, it's clear to me that you know getting worked up and upset in the moment doesn't help your situation. <laughs> so. And a lot of that is confidence as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the more confident you are, then you're not going to be second guessing yourself so much, and you are going to trust your instincts and how you feel. Versus if you're not as confident, you, you're going to do the. You're not going to necessarily do that. So. So uh, this show is inspired, uh, Outlook, by our involvement with the Canadian Federation of the Blind, which most people, most all people haven't heard of, um, and that's why we're, we talk about it. Um, and we do a lot of activism and, and advocacy with that, and it's one of those things where you don't see, um, you don't see things improving, and then you get worked up and frustrated about it, whereas you know, like anything, like, you know, ask Greta Thunberg or, or, um, there's a, uh, there's a girl, a Canadian girl named Autumn Peltier, Peltier. Um, she's an indigenous girl who has been fighting and she went to United Nations to talk about, you know, water conservation and all these things. And so you ask them what it's like with the environment and trying to get people to, to listen up and to see change. And it's the same with advocacy for anything like the Canadian Federation of the Blind. So I kind of finished last year feeling a little burnt out on all that. And, you know, Brian, you have your moments too. I know you can understand. Yeah, it's always one of those things that you're, you want to you wanna work on advocacy and you want to do this, like keep working on this stuff. But especially like with this, this Canadian Federation of the Blind, when it's such a small group that we're trying to build up more, it is really tough and it can be discouraging. And it's, it's something you still have to believe in, but you also, it's, it's a slow progression no matter what you're trying to do. And especially in this day and age, it's it's great because you do have social media and so many options to get the word out. But at the same time, having so many options so uh, available to everyone, it's hard to stand out and to get noticed. So it's 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 a tough it's a tough thing. But I think the main thing is to try to not not let it get you too discouraged and still keep at it if it's something you truly find, believe in. Find so. some perspective on it. Yeah. But um, that's part of what this show is to me and to you, I, I think, Brian. It's a part. It's a small part. Well, it's a. It's an important part of that. That's why we're here. Um, but uh, yeah, I sort of felt that, and now it's a new year, and I'm trying to get you know energized and focus on some goals for the year I want. And um, I think, you know, last year and the year before, since getting involved with CFB, you know, I've fought for. I've realized that here at the university, there's no braille signage by bathrooms. And I discovered that by needing to use a washroom. Now, I don't like public washrooms in general. I try to avoid them, but, you know, sometimes you can't. And so I discovered one day that there were no signs in Braille, so I didn't and know I, which And that is, that is certain buildings. I think we haven't yeah, checked buildings. the whole campus. Some of the buildings here probably do yeah, have Braille no, in the washrooms. I think, I think the newer part of the one building I went to for my violin lesson, I think that had some. Because I remember from, from Fanshawe, I'm, from what I remember, I, I didn't use all the all the uh, buildings there but I did you didn't hit every washroom especially in general arts I did go through a few di- three different buildings and I seem to remember every washroom I ever used there did have braille mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't think it's a major issue but yeah even occasionally there, something still slips through the something cracks like an older through. building like yeah. the UCC that we're in here now and Carrie's brought this up many times here on the show um, that the washrooms in here that she knows don't have it and she did she did call in and um, talk to someone once about it but it's something you it's like all of this advocacy stuff you can't just do it once and move on and be like okay it's going to be changed or fixed you have to keep at it so even though sometimes it might feel a little redundant talking about this stuff over and over it's 
until until something changes and gets fixed, it's still going to be coming up. So, but as far as this show goes, you know, there's there's different people listening every time. So I'm going to keep talking about these things because you never know who's listening. But uh, there's that issue that I fought with, and in Woodstock, where I live, there, you know, the movie theater does not have audio description, and I fought with the library last year to get them to even consider, in, you know, incur- you know, bringing blind people into the fold at, at a public library and having some braille there, and and how I had a way for that to happen, and and then you know, trying to get museums accessible, like sometimes it's not possible. I guess I, I have to realize, you know. Visual art is visual art, so just because I used to see art and I love art still, and what what wish it was always accessible to me that I could walk into any museum, and I could have a, you know each painting described to me. That's not necessarily re- realistic at this time, but so these are some of the issues I fight that sort of you know when they don't go my way I get frustrated and I get discouraged. Um, but we just got to keep working at that sort of thing, right? Yep, it's an ongoing it's an ongoing thing, so. But I did get in the mail, I'm going to slide it over to you, Bri. Uh, I did get a calendar in the mail the other day. I um, I was doing some work with an organization in the United States called the uh, American Printing House for the Blind. So they print, they make ex- accessible materials for blind people. And they sent me a calendar in the mail, which is a lovely. Uh, they have been available probably for years, but I haven't never owned one. So I don't know. Check it out. What do you think? Yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. So it's a braille, a braille calendar, and I see you. You, um, it's it's set up as I guess this would be referred to as landscape. If you're talking about like <laughs> yeah. a phone screen or whatever, where it's, phone it's the long way versus the the shorter way, so that yep. there's room for for the full month. But yep. it says January 2020 on the first page here, right on the right on the front, and then it has the days of the week, the short form version. So like S U N M O N. Um, with capital and period on each one. So Sunday, Monday through the week. And then below each each day of the week is the numbers of the month. So Sunday, obviously there wasn't a Sunday the first, um, since the month started on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So Sunday there is one blank space and then under that is the fifth. And then below that's the 12th, 19th, 26th. So it's just like a, any calendar would be, but this is a, this is a tactile one. Yeah, um, so there's braille numbers on every day. And... Um then there's a key. I don't know if you could find that. But yeah, well, I see. I do see beside special symbols. Um, it might be kind of neat if there was a visual aspect to this, so someone could actually look at. Maybe we could. What I'm not sure how it would look in a picture. I can always. What we're doing, but even just to see me in action right now, um, unfortunately yeah. there isn't. But I am just feeling it with my fingers, Should feeling take some the braille. Video. And anyone who listened last week or last January knows it's uh, may have heard that it's Braille Literacy Month. So it's a that's, major. F- yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about this calendar. So this yeah. is our Braille topic for today. So yeah, I don't know what these symbols are. Like maybe this is a sign of a holiday or something. There's like a yeah. So there is a page that says that describes. It's like a key. It would describe what the little symbols mean. Right. So yeah, it's a very. I'm not sure if you can find that. I should have put it at that page, but I left it at January for you. Um, there's a there's a little X symbol for special like holidays. So like um, in January, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is uh, January 20th. So you know, there's an X for that. And then in February, there's an X on the 14th for Valentine's Day. But they also, interestingly, they mark... Well, it's saying something here about untitled watercolor, temper, and crayon. So, 
try and find the, the page that says symbols or whatever. Right, but what symbols. is that? Do you know anything about this on that? Yeah, I'm going to get to that in a second. Oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> I anyway. haven't seen this calendar before, Carrie. Yeah, I didn't show it to you ahead of time. I wanted to get your reaction, but sometimes that's not the best idea. Um, but anyway, it also marks the lunar lunar cycle. So there's a little, there's a round dot for the full moon, and then there's a little, you know, like sideways half of a circle that faces one way and one that faces the other way to, to sort of signify when the moon's... Well, it's showing down here that January 1 is New Year's Day mm-hmm. 4. So here it's telling me what the holidays are. Yeah, so there's a page that describes the, the holidays, but there's also a page that says what each symbol means. Well, I haven't got to this key that you're talking about, so <laughs> you might have to find it for me because... Oh, here it is at the very back. Yeah, it's a weird... It says special symbols. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a... It's pretty much a round circle... Um, with a hole in the middle, so it's just like the the um, circumference, I guess that would be, of the circle, and that's the full moon, it says, beside it. And then there's like, kind of, I'm not the best at describing. Yeah, describing tactile. <laughs> sort of like half of a circle, mm-hmm. kind of, and that says first quarter. So this is the lunar mm. cycles Carrie was talking about. Last quarter, there's Maybe. another symbol for new moon. And then, yeah, here... Below those in Braille, it kind of describes monthly moon phrases are based on universal time. So, yeah, there's a whole little paragraph here about what they are. Um, Then there's some some more symbols. There's another one here for end daylight saving time. Yeah. Beginning daylight saving time, holidays. So that's the sign I was seeing on on New Year's Day. right? Yeah, it's a little print X now. For someone who can't see, they might... I mean, an X is a common enough one that you might might know. I guess. Um, Carrie knows letters, obviously, more than me because she used to be able to read large print, whereas right. I never could. Did you know that's what an X was? A, an X, I would I would know, yeah. Now, this the thing about letters, too, is they can be slightly different. Yeah. Like, they're not, you know, they're not, it's not like Braille where a B is always the two dots. X and they're is exactly the quite, same. quite, quite common. It, common it just, it feels a little different to me because it's, like, really, it's, it's a lot smaller. Small, yeah. yeah, I think that's the big part about it, whereas I have seen raised print letters before, and they're often, it depends, but they're, a lot of times they're a little bit bigger. I mean, not on a lot of like elevators and stuff. They are pretty small, but elevators also have braille. So naturally, I, I go to the braille. But um, yeah, anytime there's braille and tactile letters and shapes, you know, someone like Brian would go with the braille, whereas I would, I would be able to know where I am with both. It's always helpful. Yeah, so that's a really neat calendar, actually. I mean, it's like anything today with technology and iPhones. We have yeah. all that, but it, it is nice in this way because it, it, it lines it out like like an actual visual calendar that yeah, anyone like would look graph, at. you know, to go up along the column, along the rows and down columns. and. Yeah, and I always I always really liked that kind of stuff. I was always into math in school and stuff like that, which Carrie wasn't as much. I mean, um, a basic calendar, uh, a I know, basic this calendar is, I can figure out. <laughs> but I would, I was into graphs with that, with like quad, quadratic equations and the mm-hmm. x-axis and the y-axis and all that kind of stuff. And that's all still graphs as well, kind of like, like any of this, like a calendar would be. Um, so it is nice to have, well, we have on our iPhone and... Yeah, it's um, a calendar app. There's, you know, you can check the date every... And it is the same on a, on the, on, um, a calendar on a computer where it is based on the month with columns. So like you can go to Sunday and then if you go down with the computer with a voice mm. reading, screen reading software, it'll, it would say the 5th and then if you go down below that it would say the 12th so it's lined up just like this but sometimes especially for you having yeah. that visual thing when it's on the computer I can't picture it the same way I like having so as I've said before I may have lost a lot of my sight in the last several years but I still consider myself a visual learner I but still my like point, things my point about the calendar on a computer is it is still set up the same way and in that 
if you were on this, yeah. when you see the fifth, if you go over to the right, you would see the sixth. If you go down below the fifth, you would see the twelfth. Yeah. Just like it is on this calendar. But I, I, I get a better picture of something when I can hold like a print calendar, a braille calendar in my hand. So I appreciated getting that in the mail just for 2020. Yeah, it's really nice, yeah. So if you go to the back of any of the months, Bri, you will see that little description you read. So basically what the American Printing House for the Blind did was they had a contest where the, any blind student across the U.S. could submit um, some artwork to be featured on one of the days of the month. So they do that. The CNIB right now has a, a calendar they're, they're selling, fundraising with the guide dogs. Um, and my my thought is that I should find out if that calendar is Braille because I think all of them should. I, I, I don't think the CNIB should be selling print Yeah, calendars. this is another one of these things where Carrie got this through the American Printing House um, and she's involved with this, what was the organization you mentioned again from the States? Well, it's you an, got this through? It, it used to be just, uh, it used to be another organization. It was um, <laughs> Vision Aware it was called, but now it's run through the APH. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking. There's so many different acronyms here, yeah. and now we're jumping into the CNIB. Even though yep. we our show is focused on the CFB, which is the Canadian Federation of the Blind, which is the organization that look. This is the reality of it, <laughs> but we have to talk about what's going on. Otherwise, it's going to confuse a lot of people. Right. Well, that's why I'm for a moment here. I'm I'm breaking this down because people listening right now might be confused when you talk about the CNIB. They're like, oh, that's what the show is inspired by, right? And we're no, no. Um, like you just drop it in there, but people. It's it's tough to keep it tr- keep things straight, especially if you're not involved with this stuff like we are. Yeah. Um, but the big the main point is that we want more public awareness about these organizations existing, um, and yeah, it would be interesting to see. Well, you know, American Printing House does one thing; they print accessible materials. The CNIB is sort of one kind of organization, and the CFB is different. Like they are different. It's just. Obviously, I understand why in people's minds it's just all jumbled together. The CFB, which we're involved with, is all blind people coming together, to, you know, to support each other and to bring awareness. Whereas the other organizations do different things. But um, just the CNIB started a guide dog program just recently, and so to fundraise, they're selling calendars with cute puppies on them, which is a big crowd pleaser, but I just want to see if, if it's Braille because it should be accessible. But to it would everybody. be interesting to know. It's like when we went to the we went to the CNIB Braille conference uh, about a, just a year and a half ago almost now, mm-hmm. and they, they, handed, they handed out people print. What was it again that we got? Well, they gave, us a, they gave us a gift bag with a pen and nothing Braille, nothing accessible. Like yeah, a program so. or whatever it was, you can find it online. So they, you know, they assume we all have it from on, read it online. But, but, but the gift bags were just not very. Yeah, you were just weird, like things like that, where you notice right away, like, wait, this organization that's that's this national Canadian organization that everyone assumes is doing s- such good things. Like, they, it feels they like it's something mo- like that. Like, it feels like it's mostly around for sighted people. In my sometimes that's how it feels to me. Whereas with the the CFB, the Canadian Federation of the Blind, that we're we're talking about on the show that inspired this show is organized all by blind people. So we wouldn't oversight something like that. Like we would think right away when we have an event or when we've had our conventions, we want to make sure things are accessible. We make sure there's there's Braille programs and and uh, whatnot. So yeah, it's. But um. So anyway, that was just in a contest they had for people to. So I don't know, pick a month if you want and describe one of the, so it's on the back, like it's on the other opposite side. If you find January, then you flip it over and at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, so I have the real can- calendar. It can be any month. It doesn't have to be January. Um, just just to let you know, we are running out of time here. We got a couple I minutes know. left. So I'm keeping track. I wasn't sure if you were. Um, so what, do you want me to read the? 
on the back of any of the months. There's it just describes the person who submitted the artwork for that month. Okay, so yeah, this is May. It says, "Please, can I c- come out and play?" Which sounds kind of creepy, kind of like <laughs> child's play, <laughs> but whatever. Oil, oil by Dorothy G. Chaffee, an independent artist from Norfolk, Massachusetts. So you know that would have been a blind person in Massachusetts who just submitted a painting. <clears throat> now, of course, these aren't accessible for blind people. Yeah, that's what, that was my question right there. Was is this is this art? <laughs> By blind people or sighted people? It is by blind people because they want to feature, because blind people love art too. Some of it is paintings. Some of it, like we said, for January, there's a picture of a, it's a picture of an armchair that's been decorated in a whole bunch of tactile materials. And that was art to somebody. That was how they expressed themselves. And painting, you can, um, you can generally feel a little bit once it dries. You can, but not in these calendars. No, 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 that's what I meant. Not, not in the calendars, I just mean in general. So that might be a tactile art that someone who's blind would want to do. Yeah, there's tons of tactile, you know, painting-like thing, uh, you know, things you could make. Um, so it is kind of interesting. It's not something I've ever... I guess in grade school I did. Um, my teacher would ha- give me a model of something and then some plasticine, and I had to recreate it with the, with the plasticine. So I did do some tactile stuff in, in elementary school. More so, um, it, art was never a big thing for me. Um, looking back on it, it was kind of neat how how he did do that. My Arts and crafts can be can be accessible to everybody, and I'd like to get back into exploring more art. Um, it's frustrating to me now because I used to be able to do, you know do visual art with markers and pencil crayons and paint even, but um, but yeah, no, I was always jealous of you in school because being nearly totally blind, you get used to get. Your t- like our teacher, our braille teacher, and it's not and, good to be jealous, Care. Oh, well, I was a little braille, just relax. I've gotten <laughs> over it, but um, I'm just saying that they made I you. So. They took glue guns and other things to make you tactile diagrams, and they'd use you know like felt and velour paper and construction paper to make you googly eyes and a whole bunch of fun stuff. So art is totally accessible if you. If it's something that you're interested in, it's it's like most things generally, um, like even sports, which is something we want to have some guests on hopefully in the future. Um, and we have had um, we had Emily on back in September about her Paralympics with sports, where it's like any of these activities. There are there do need, there are accommodations and different ways of doing it, but these most things are still accessible, um, whether you can see or not. So it's it is important to to see the art in here. I mean, it, there's two ways of thinking. Maybe they would have been kind of neat if they had some more tactile stuff in here that mm-hmm. you could see. But at the same time, the calendar is already kind of. Not that bulky, but thick enough. Being Braille, it takes yeah. up more space than print. And But it's a nice fundraiser. And um, for Braille Literacy Month, I thought I would bring it in and we could talk about it. And maybe I will try and get a shot of it. Or, you know, obviously it's not as neat if you can't feel the Braille, but um, a video of it. But Yeah, but someone who can see anyway would be able to look at it who doesn't, who may not know much about Braille. And it would give them an idea of, of uh, what Braille is and how it's used and how important it is to us and... Yeah, it's great that they have things like this Braille Literacy Month for where we can, we would talk about Braille anytime on this show, but this gives us mm-hmm. an excuse to talk about it even more. So, All right. Well, that All right, I guess uh, we'll be back next week with more talk about Braille, I'm assuming. Plus, maybe Carrie will be checking out the board on air, so yeah. that'll be an interesting show as well. Yeah, all right, everybody. All have, right. A, have a good week. Yeah, have a good one. See you and next time. we'll see you next week. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.